My name is Ellie and welcome to my podcast in the highs and the lows. This podcast is a really cool opportunity for me to get to go on and talk with my friends about what God is doing in our lives because I truly believe that even though we are young, we have the impact to go and help as many people as we can and that's what I'm trying to do here. Uh, I'm so glad you're listening and I'm really excited for you to tune into this new episode. So go ahead and start listening right about now. Hello, hello, podcast people. Welcome back to another episode of In the Highs, In the Lows. Um, So, interesting little fact before we jump into the scripture. Um, In three days, it is actually the one-year anniversary of my podcast, In the Highs and Lows. Uh, On February 11th, it'll be one year, but we're actually celebrating today. So, I'm going to give you all some statistics. If my iPad will let me leave the app, there we go. Okay, so... We have a total across all platforms. We are on, first I'll tell you all the platforms that we're on. If it loads, okay. We're on Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung's, Samsung Podcast, Podcast Index, don't know what that is, RSS Listen Notes, RSS Community, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Stitcher, and that's all. Um, and Audible. It's not on here, but we're on Audible because I saw it one time. So that's all of the places we're on. Um, there has been over 2,000 downloads across all of those services, which is absolutely insane. Um, and it, that's mainly peaking in December and January. Um, the number one episode is the story of Ruth Lie Down. That's the second episode in the Ruth series. Um, that has a total of 161 downloads. Number two is the Takeover Worship episode, which is the one episode I'm not in. Thanks, y'all. Um, I'm teasing, I promise. But that one has 114 downloads. Um, there are several countries that it's listened in. The United States. I'm sure you guessed that one. Um, Belgium is actually the number three place. Um, Spain. Canada. Germany, Ghana, Ecuador, Italy, Nigeria, Costa Rica, um, Romania, Bulgaria, Turkey, South Africa, Bangladesh, India, Russian Federation, Australia, Japan, uh, New Zealand, Denmark, United Kingdom, Netherlands, France. I don't know if I said Italy yet. Some of these repeat. Mexico, Honduras, um, Saudi Arabia. And that's all of the countries that we're in. So I don't know how many countries that is, but I do know it's more than 15 countries. Um, The leading one is the United States. Duh. But um, number two is actually Belgium, which is kind of cool. So that's the majority of people listen on a mobile device, on an iOS device. And the majority of people actually listen on Apple Podcasts. Um, It's close with Spotify, but I definitely thought Spotify would be ahead of Apple Podcasts. But it's not. Okay, so that is all of our information on our one-year anniversary. I'm so, so glad that y'all have came with me on this journey of just being able to, you know, learn about the Bible together and learn about what God is teaching me and my friends. And I think it's really cool that um, there's platforms out here nowadays where people, even my age, I'm still a teenager, I get to go out and I get to share the gospel. Um, 
and I get to actually have an influence around the world, which is so cool. Um, so we, oh yes, one more thing. Also, we're doing a giveaway. I haven't announced this on the Instagram yet, so if you are already listening to this, um, I want you to go onto the Instagram post where it's announcing that this podcast episode was released, and if you type the word Stanley, you get 15 extra entries in the giveaway, which is like a ton. Um, so that's really fun. Uh, you're never going to guess by that what we're giving away. We're giving away a Stanley cup. It's the 40 ounce with a little handle. I went and bought it at Dick's Sporting Goods today. Um, it's pink. It's really pretty. I'll put a picture on the Instagram once I get that out. And then also a Hosanna Revival Bible. If you've never seen a Hosanna Revival Bible, that's a mouthful. Um, I highly recommend that you Google what that looks like because they have the most adorable Bibles. Um, I have purchased two Hosanna Revival. Well, I purchased more than that. But for myself, I've owned two Hosanna Revival Bibles, one ESV, one NLT. And I just, I love, there's margins on the side for note-taking. They're beautiful on the outside. And it inspires me to read my word more because I'm like, well, I look all pretty and aesthetic. And I try not to post it because I feel like that's wrong. But also, if it inspires me to read my word, it inspires me to read my word. And that's something I'm proud of. So, yes. Um, speaking of NLT, we're going to jump right into the scripture. So we are in Job. Uh, we're finishing up the series in Job. If you haven't already um, listen to the other two episodes, you are going to be very far behind and you're probably not going to comprehend what's going on. So I highly recommend that you go do that. I'm going to do a very, very brief recap of just last episode, not first episode, just so that you have some context in case you listened to it a while ago. Um, basically what has been happening from chapters three through 37, yes, of the book of Job is, um, just Job and his friend, going back and forth about why Job is going through all of this. Um, That's my entire brief thing. But, and we open in Job 38 about God basically just saying, shut up to Job. He only talks to Job, but like, it's implied he's saying it to his friends too. And this is a verse taken from 38, but we're mainly going to be looking at Job 40. Uh, Job 38, 19 through 20. Where does the light come from? Where does the darkness go? Can you take each to its home? Do you know how to get there? Um, that's our first verse. So basically what's going through is that, like I said, God is trying quit. God is trying to say, quit guessing what I'm saying. I'm God and you're not. Um, some of my favorite verses we're going to go through is Job 47 through 14. Um, this is the NLT version. I'm just going to read that one for y'all. I did a sermon over this end of Job for middle schoolers and I read a different version, but I'm just going to stick with NLT for y'all. And then if you want to see it in a different version, feel free to just do it on the Bible app real fast. Um, it says, brace yourself like a man because I have some questions for you and you must answer them. Will you just credit my justice and condemn me just to prove you're right? Are you as strong as God? Can you thunder with a voice like his? All right, put on your glory and splendor, your honor and majesty. Give vent to your anger. Let it overflow against the proud. Humiliate the proud with a glance. Walk on the wicked where they stand. Bury them in the dust. Imprison them in the world of the dead. Then even I would praise you if your own strength would save you. So like I said, Job 47 through 14. So let's break it down. So God just stepped in. I've said that like three times now. Um, This is because Job and his friends are assuming who God is and what his nature is and why he would do something. Um, And God is basically saying, stop that. 
you know? Stop assuming who I am. Stop assuming what I'm doing. If you know the answers to these questions that I'm posing for you, then you should be God. You know, if you, if you knew that, like, if you knew the reason to why this happened, go ahead. You become God because you don't know and you just have to learn to be okay with that. Um, which is not what you expected, um, I'm assuming. It's not what I, I expected, so I'm assuming we had a similar reaction there. But I don't know. When I think of God and it's, like, hard things that I've gone through, I don't expect him to kind of just go, I know what's right, and it's okay that you don't know. Stop trying to guess. Um, and I think that's really hard to understand, and I'm going to get more into that later. Um, yes. So I'm going to give you all a bit of an example just to, like, put it into perspective a little bit. So I've mentioned on this podcast that I am a very talented ankle sprainer. I have sprained my ankle six times in the past seven months. My most recent sprain was two weeks ago. Yes, two week, just over two weeks ago. Um, I was doing ladder drills at uh, when I was working out and I sprained it. This also means that I go to the doctor a lot. I've been spraining my ankles since July, so a lot, a lot of ankle sprains. It's a lot of going in, checking in, making sure it's not broken, making sure that it's not getting worse, and then putting an ankle brace on it. Um, but the first time that I went, it was uh, my second sprain, and I didn't know what was going on. I just know that it, I just knew that it wasn't getting better like it was supposed to. Uh, and I had already gotten an X-ray, and I walked in, and what I could have done, didn't do this, thank goodness, but what I could have done is I could have gone in there and told her, well, actually, based on my research, I think they were wrong. This isn't acute. Um, what, what did I think it was? I thought it was a hairline fracture or a POTS fracture. That's a different, they're two different things, but they're specific fractures that are very small and minute, but they have lasting um, swelling for a long time. And I've done my research. I'm the type of person, I Google my medical symptoms right away. I keep medical books in my um, room. I'm going into the medical field most likely. Um, so I'm checking like, what can it be? What do you think? I, what do I think I did? I'm looking at like grade one sprain, grade two sprain, grade three sprain. And I'm like, well, my symptoms line up to a grade one sprain, but they also line up to a hairline fracture. And if I went into my doctor and I told her all of this information that I found off the internet, she would look at me like I'm crazy. You know why? Because I diagnosed myself wrong. I had a grade three sprain. On top of that, I had articular cartilage damage. I wouldn't have guessed any of that. You know why? Because I haven't gone through med school. I don't have the right to go and guess those things because I don't have the knowledge to be able to guess it. Um, and that's exactly what we're doing with God. We're assuming, hey, I've read a lot of my Bible, you know? I've done my research. I know what's going on. I know the answer. But the thing is, a lot of the times we just simply don't. There's a lot of information out there. Whether it's the Bible, whether it's preachers on the internet, you know? Uh, whether it's your friends, it's really, really easy to assume what God is doing because you've seen a story where he acted a certain way. Um, but, you know, just because it rains one day doesn't mean it's going to rain the next day. You can't predict something's behavior just because it's happened before that it's going to happen again in your exact circumstance. It's probably not. Um, so I have three points for you. Um, and then I'm kind of going to... I'm going to do the three points in my original sermon that I did for middle schoolers. I shared my testimony, um, but I've shared that a lot on this podcast already. 
So if y'all really want me to share my story again, I can definitely do that and let me know. If not, there's lots of episodes. Um, I think Stop Looking for an Exit is the main one. Um, So I highly recommend you go check that out. Um, So number one, surrendering means being okay with the unknown. Um, We know that God's the creator of the universe. It's very clear in the Bible uh, that he created the universe by simply speaking into being. Um, We have to be okay with knowing that if he can speak light and darkness into being, that he probably is looking out for us. It's very clear in the Bible that he loves us. It's brought up so many times. Um, We need to start learning that us not knowing is probably not only something that we need to learn to be content with, but probably something we should learn to be happy about. If God doesn't want us to know it, I'm going to be real, you probably don't want to know. Um, And this is something that I brought up in the first episode um, a little bit. But um, it's a lot of the times it's really easy to follow a Jesus that promises you eternal life. You know, the Bible is very clear. It's promised eternal life. You don't even need to do anything. You just simply need to believe. The Bible is very clear. It's all about faith, not works. Um, And all you need to do is believe and then you're saved. That's it. Um, But God, we read through the Old Testament and we see God's rage and we see God's... um, anger and fury and his unanswered questions and we see that and we start to take that in a way where we're not seeing it as his love because why was the reason that he had rage and anger because the people that were supposed to love him chose not to you know if your family decided they just didn't love you tomorrow would you be angry absolutely you would You know, we see these reactions of God and we see him holding back the answers, but we start to assume that that means he doesn't love us when rather, why can't we just understand that he loves us because he's not telling us the answers? Are you going to explain to a five-year-old, you know, like the medical depth of cancer? That's a really hard thing. Sorry, that was the first example that popped in my head. But that's a really hard thing to explain to a small child. You're not going to explain it to a small child because it's going to make them feel worse. That kind of, it sucks. It's a horrible thing in this world. Why would you want to know about it? You don't. In fact, for now, you're safer not knowing about it because then you're not going to have the anxiety that develops from knowing what it is. If it's not necessary, you don't need to know it. And it's time that we learn that maybe God's not telling us something because we shouldn't know it yet. Maybe we won't know it till heaven because maybe we're not ready to know it until then. Maybe we're not ready to know the answer to the question of why was such and such taken away from me until we're standing in the presence of God. I think we start to assume that God is evil purely because these actions are often performed by evil people and we stop looking at them as loving actions because they feel like bad things and they hurt us. But it's loving actions, it's just us deciding to take it the wrong way. Um, number two, even though you don't know the answers, trust the God of the universe does. They're all pretty similar points, but, um, interesting fact about me, can't do calculus level math. I'm good at math, but I decided to take financial math this year instead of calculus because I didn't have the energy to take calculus. Um, do not regret that decision, but if you handed me a sheet, a math sheet with five calculus level problems on it and you said, Ellie, solve this, solve these problems or the world ends tomorrow. Um, 
I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd say give it to somebody who knows how to do calculus. I don't know how to answer those questions. Why are you giving it to me? And the thing is, it's not that nobody knows the answers because there's somebody out there who knows the answers. It's just not me. I have to be okay with putting my faith in somebody else answering those questions because I know I can't. Um, and that's the same thing that we have to do with God. It has to, we have to learn that it's okay that I don't know the answers because somebody else does. And I have to be okay that my hands are now in their fate. And I have to be okay that God, I'm now in God's hands. Being okay with the unknown questions is a step of faith. It's a step of trust towards God. And it's difficult. We live in a culture where if I want to Google something, I can Google it. If you ask me who the 16th president is and we start getting in a, in a debate, if it's Andrew Jackson or... Uh, Lincoln, why can't I think of his first name? If we're getting in a fight about whether or not it's Lincoln or Jackson is a 16th president, we can Google it and see that it's Lincoln. Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. We can see that it's Abraham Lincoln. Don't know why I forgot his first name. Um, we live in a culture where it's very, very easy to get the answers to any question we have. So learning to put trust in the fact that God knows the answers and we don't is hard. Because a Google isn't going to save that. We're not going to be able to Google the answer to the question you're looking for. Um, and then number three is cycling back to that Job 38 verse that we read, which I can read again. But it's God is a God so big that he knows where the light and the darkness come from. And if he knows the answers to these questions that we can't even comprehend, doesn't he know what's best for us? Um, so once again, here's a verse. Job 38, 19 through 20. Where does the light come from and where does the darkness go? Can you take each to its home? Do you know how to get there? Who thinks about where light and darkness lives? Literally no one. That's not a common thought that people have. That where do light and darkness live? That's not a normal thing to think about. Um, and honestly, that's okay. There's no reason for us to think about that. I don't, yeah. I don't think about that. And that's okay. But once again, going back to the trust thing, and I need to learn to trust that there is someone who does think about those questions. Not only thinks about those questions, but knows the answers. And that person is God, and he, is best. he has my best interest at heart. You know, when I don't know the answers and he does, he has my best interest at heart, which is hard to remember, especially, once again, reading through those Old Testament stories, like Jonah is a great example. Jonah is pissed throughout his entire story. He is angry the entire time. He is mad because he has to go to a scary new place and has to tell people about the gospel. Well, not quite the gospel, but yes, the gospel. Um, so that they can repent of their sins. And he's pissed the entire time. But the thing is, God had Job's best interest in mind. Not Job, sorry, also Job, but I was talking about Jonah. God had Jonah's best interest in mind. God was giving Jonah an opportunity to do his job being a prophet. On top of that, Jonah had the opportunity to bring so many people to God, you know, and he was pissed the whole time because he didn't know that he was going to be okay. He decided to not put his trust in Jesus. He decided that, or God, not, he didn't know about Jesus yet, but um, he decided that he was not going to put his faith in God and that he was too worried that he was going to go die in Nineveh, so he didn't go. I mean, he did eventually, but... Um, basically the point that I'm slowly getting to is that it's really, really hard to understand 
that God has our best interest in mind. Um, but we need to start doing that. And then I'm going to do a little bit of a tie-in. So this is something that I talked about in my um, sermon, and it's gratitude. I've talked about gratitude before. Gratitude is one of those things that I'm, ah, I absolutely love gratitude. I love the thought process behind it. I love that the Bible backs it up, you know. I love that there's actual scientific studies shown that it actually improves dopamine and serotonin, which are uh, called happiness chemicals. That's not what their scientific name is, but it's like an easy way to remember. Um, It quite literally improves that in your brain for up to three months when you're sharing gratitude with another person. Um, And it also changes our mindset around bad things. Uh, I memorized this verse about a year ago. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Um, Rejoice always, uh, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God uh, through Jesus Christ. Um, I remember, like I said, memorized that verse about a year ago, and it's a verse I come back to whenever I have really strong negative emotions. Whether that's anger, whether that's sadness, depression, hurt, whatever it is, that's a verse I come back to because that verse tells me to always be joyful, never stop praying, and give thanks. There's three things that I need to do. Um, And I know that being thankful, grateful, synonyms, um, that's going to make me joyful. And I'm just going to pray that to God. So a couple weeks ago, yes, weeks ago, I was at a Model UN conference and I lost and I was very angry. I was very, very angry. And I let myself kind of throw myself a pity party for a solid half hour. And it was lame. It was not cool. I should not have acted that way. Um, so I, I threw that pity party. And then I realized, Ellie, this is not okay. This is not what you're called to do. You're called to rejoice always. You're called to never stop praying. And you're called to be thankful. So I listed out reasons I was grateful for that for that trip. Um, and it sucked. I've had friends that I've lost. Um, I had a friend who iced me out in a way that really, really hurt. Um, I decided... That night when we had our big, like, breakup fight, um, just a friend, I promise, but uh, when we had a big breakup fight, that I was going to list out reasons that I was grateful for that person, even though it stung, because the way they were treating me made me feel absolutely horrible, but God is very clear. The Bible is very clear in several areas. If we look at Philippians 4, just uh, don't be anxious and everything. Instead, in prayer and supplication, bring your, make your request known to God. That could be paraphrased. That's just off the top of my head. Um, but the Bible is clear time and time again. Be thankful. Bring it in prayer. And if the entire story of Job is learning to deal with the fact that we don't know why God does this, we do know that he tells us to be joyful and bring it in prayer. And that's exactly what we need to do. Because the answer to the question that's been going on through this entire book is, God, why would you allow that? And the answer isn't, the question shouldn't be, God, why would you allow that? The question is, God, how are you going to help me through this? What should I do? And then we go back to his word and it says, never pray without ceasing, rejoice always, give thanks in all circumstances. It says, do not be anxious because prayer and supplication is what's going to get you through it. Um, Okay, that's what I got for y'all. So I'm just going to summarize the story of Job to really end it. But um, so God finished monologues and Job surrenders to God. He says he has no more words. We actually see him do that twice. He does it once in 40 
and then once in 40 and the beginning of 42 I believe um and he basically says you're right I have no words to respond um I'm sorry I shouldn't have acted that way um and then Job also says goodbye to his friends because they were kind of terrible friends um and then God restores Job. He earns more money than he had before. He has more kids and life is better again. I mean, obviously the lasting impacts of losing your entire family um, and losing your health and having a conversation with God is still there, but um, life is better again. Um, in fact, the Bible says his life was more blessed in the second half of his life than the first half. Um, but it ends with that same why question because we don't know why God gave it back. And I'm sure you're thinking, Ellie, it's clearly because Job decided to follow God. But that's not why. Because we see at the beginning of the story, Job was doing an awesome job following God. Especially for someone with $60 million. Job is doing just fine following God. So if he's doing just fine following God at the beginning of the book, why would he get anything taken away? So that's clearly not the reason he got it back. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't follow the logic of the book. Um... So we end the story with another why, and that's just kind of how it ends. That's just God is God, and that's the answer. Um, yeah, that's kind of all I got for y'all. I'm so glad you listened to this podcast episode, our one-year anniversary. Woo-woo. Um, I highly recommend that you go check out the giveaway on, our, on my Instagram. And then if you are in any of those countries, it's not the United States that um, I listed. That's really cool. I, our giveaway is not offer to you because I don't know how to ship it that far but um you should go follow the Instagram account anyways because it'll be really fun um yeah thank you so much for listening Alrighty, bye bye